Yo, what's up, you guys? It's X. It's What's Out Media Group now. No longer What's Out Production. Uh, we got your boy Crizzo. We got KJ. Have not had a podcast with these boys in a minute. So it's good to have KJ. Probably have KJ for like 20 minutes. He's a busy man now. But uh, yeah, we got a lot of great things coming. And uh, yo, Crizzo, how you been? I've been good, man. You know, uh, you know, I graduate soon, May, May 8th. I think yes, eight, eighth or ninth, I don't know. But anyways, yeah, you know, days away almost. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to uh, grad school. So you know, uh, just finally uh, finishing my uh, applications, essays, and all that. Um, Where are you thinking at? Uh, so I want to go to Georgia Tech, but they uh, so uh, they want me to do uh, like like the test, uh, the GRE or the GMAT, which right. I still need to um, take the test for, right? And mm-hmm. they do have um, like uh, a waiver for it, but what they said is like you don't have to take it, but if you're like a, like like an undergrad and you don't really have any experience like that, it's it's recommended to take it versus somebody who's already in the field who has uh, experience. So, you know, so a person like that doesn't have to take it. So for me, I most likely have to <clears throat> take it and stuff like that. So yeah, Georgia Tech, there's also the school uh, in Kansas, you know, pretty cool, uh, Ottawa University. So I might I might do that. Okay. Just depending on, you know, whoever, to be honest. But yeah, music coming soon. I know y'all waiting, music coming soon, you know. Been the people been back waiting. The streets been waiting. <laughs> yeah, so you know, we still waiting on that snippet for uh, uh, Jetsons. Definitely, definitely excited about that part. Oh sure. yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, man. How you been, bro? Nick, shoot, I've been, I've been actually doing real well, man. Uh, just been staying focused, working. Um, you know, just trying to keep my mind right, you know, with God, making sure I stay focused on things that are important to me and just really trying to better myself day in and day out as a person because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the world, you know, and I feel like every time someone dies, you know, whether it's somebody important or somebody that we know, you know, for a while, like, that's just a sign from God that, you know, they, we all on borrowed time, so, we got to really use this time and make sure that it's being used for valuable things. Like if you want to get a better education, you want to be a better businessman, you want to be a better son, better husband, better father, you know, you got to take the time to do those things and make sure that you're truly committed to it. And that's why I am at this point in my life. I'm truly committed to the people that are in it. I'm truly committed to my family. More importantly, wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God, period. One love, one love. Shout out to God. You know what it is. Hey, make sure people watching, make sure you check in on your people, man. Especially for when real. times get rough, check in on your people. You never know how much that can that can mean, dude. Without a doubt. It, it was great. I think I was in Florida like a few weeks ago. And it, I wasn't able to see KJ, but then he ended up calling me after work. I was at a, I was at a dinner, but regardless, it was great to hear from your friends. So regardless of you know, where you are at in life right now. If you got friends, you got a phone, ring them up. You know what it is. So thank you. Hey, you also, hey, I mean, KJ, you also got to let people know, you know, you're, you're growing oh, yeah. family. 
<laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, I actually have um, a kid on the way in about five months. Uh, the due date Congrats, is supposed bro. to be September 29th on May the 1st. You know, I plan on having like a small celebration at my house, inviting a couple people over, you know, uh, Crizzo is he can find a way to get over to my spot and all that little bit. He's more than welcome to come as well, too, because, you know, Chris and I, we've been friends for a while and shit, you know, and we've always had some funny, some funny conversations. And then there have been times we've had some like real, real actual conversations about a lot of shit. You know, Chris, you know, he's he's been growing into a better person over the last couple of years. And, you know, as long as he just you know, continue to do what he always been doing and, you know, just stay focused, man. You know, uh, him, and KJ, his, man. You him, him and everybody man. else got, him and everybody else that I know personally on a personal level, they got the potential to really be something on some shit, you know? Yes, sir. Look at you, Chris. Hey, this man was blushing out here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta remember to show love to your friends, bro. Like, you gotta Give always flowers while you can. To them people. It's, that, that's exactly what Takeoff said last week on Instagram, bro. You know, give people their flowers while they're still here. That's facts. So, I mean, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I think yep. we should start off with, you know, something that's more in the, the important matter. Uh, right. Uh, KJ and I talked about this on Friday, just on a personal discussion. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about even more police brutality. Uh, police brutality does not end. It's go. It goes on from 2020 on to 2021. Just like I think all the issues from 2020 are just carrying on to 2021. I think uh, they might not be spotlighted as much as police brutality, but all the issues that we had in 2020 still out to play here in 2021. What are your What are your thoughts on uh, the the past two uh, incidences? One being with uh, you know uh, someone who actually served for our country being pepper sprayed. And um, the young man um, who was still in the same area as George Floyd uh, being shot, even though the cop, uh, you know, whatever cop thinks it was a taser. She's she's a cop for 26 years. What are you guys thoughts on that initial thoughts? Well, when I think about those things, the first incident, you know, I would probably start off with is the incident with Dante Wright and Officer Kim Potter. Now. In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, you know, I want to put on the record since we are on a podcast that, you know, I don't know everything and I don't have all the answers. You know, I'm human. But at the same time, I like to give my input from an honest perspective. As a police officer who is meant to serve and protect the country, and you've been doing that for over two decades, almost, almost three decades at that, and you somehow managed to not understand the difference between how how much a gun weighs compared to how much a taser weighs it you know there's there's an issue i have an issue with that and it's not even on a race issue it's on an accountability issue like you've been serving our country for 26 years and you mean to tell me during all that time you don't understand the difference between a gun and a taser and then you just, you don't even look at what's in your hand. Like on the video, I don't think she even looked at her hands to see if it was an actual taser before discharge. And that was another thing that kind of 
messed me up on the, in my mind or whatever. I'm like, I'm like, you're supposed to protect people, whether they're white, black, Latino, Hispanic, they could be any ethnicity or race on the planet. Your job yeah. is to still protect them, regardless of who they are, what they look like, period. That's facts. That's facts. And I, I would say it, it just really is. Uh, I mean, if you're doing it for 26 years, you, you should definitely you shouldn't be freaked out in a scenario like that, to be honest. Like I, I granted that, that that's more of a rookie mistake, to be honest. I mean, it, let's say some kid is training like it's his first week and he's in a situation that he hasn't been in before. Granted, but if you're a cop of 26 years, I just feel like you should have some sort of de-escalation scenarios. Like all right, you should have a repertoire of experience that you should be able to handle situations like that. And I mean, one of the main things that always comes into mind when, when it comes down to like this, and I speak to one of my friends who is a police officer now, is they do get trained. They they actually really, in a way, they, they get trained for these scenarios and they, they're not forced to watch it, but a lot of them do watch scenarios just like what we see. And I don't know like how much that is really applicable than to like real life situations if that makes sense like yeah you could do a little training but it's not equivalent to like a real life situation if that makes sense yeah so like when it comes to training yeah they can train you for certain scenarios but there's certain things that that you're going to be presented with that wasn't uh from training so you kind of have to use your your experience and your intuition to how to handle the situation. Now, as far as the the uh, cop that shot him, uh, there's no excuse, right? There's no excuse for, you know, you know, <laughs> thinking like, oh, this is a gun or this is a taser. Like, there's no excuse. The grip is different. The color is different. The weight, the is, weight different. is different. So, so there's a lot of stuff that, that 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 goes into that. So I just feel like that was a poor excuse, you know, on her part. Now, at the same time, though, he shouldn't have tried to escape. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like, he should not have tried to escape. I'm not saying that, you know, he should have died or, or anything like that, right. like 100%. Right. But when you're dealing with the police, especially in this day and age, you have to be conscious of, if I do this, what's going to happen, right? If, if I comply, am I going to, you know what I mean? So, you well, have I, to... I would, say, I would say to that, like, I, I agree with you when you say that, but, like, I know my, like, off personal, like, I just know that, like, having you got to be comfortable and that's such an uncomfortable position even if you get y'all been stopped for like a speeding ticket or something minor still is like freaking like i don't know it's nerve-wracking like you just feel like you know what i'm saying like i'm gonna be real with that fear like like ever since you know i fully became like more of a licensed driver which was at the very beginning of this year um you know, I drive around most of the time during the day when I need to go somewhere. Sometimes, you know, I drive at night, but I'm going to be honest with you. You know, when I drive at night, sometimes, you know, that kind of fear does come come over me because, you know, in the four months that I've been driving as a certified licensed driver, I always think about it in the back of my head. Like, what if I'm not really doing nothing? I'm just following the speed limit. You know, I'm not swerving. I'm sober. So everything that's happening, if you get if you get pulled over, yeah. So if you're doing everything right and you get pulled over, 
you shouldn't like, yeah, you know, you should feel like, oh, shit, you know, there's a cop coming, whatever. But if you know you're perfectly fine, there's no reason to be scared of of, of anything. And at the and, and at the same time, be cognizant of of the police perspective too as well. They don't know what's in the car. They they don't know who they just pulled over, right? The most that they, that they can do is run your license plate and have a you know, of of of, of an idea of of the type of person that they're dealing with. Right. So you have to right. look at it as, as two perspectives too, from the police perspective and from the individual. So with that certain situation, I feel like if he would have never tried to escape, he would have never died. Right. You know, and I'm not saying that's, that's an excuse or whatever. What I'm saying is, it's like, why are you, why are you trying to escape? Where are you going to go? You feel that, me? Yeah. So, Chris, your, your take is very objective. It's not, it's not based in, it's based in like, objectivity and like what actually happened so yeah dude she has no right in like i mean whatever happened to her happened to her i will give them credit on this though the the, the police department the the chief said stepped down and she stepped down usually after shootings like that the cops are still like no we're still gonna hold each other you know we're still gonna hold each brother our brothers in arms and we're gonna like protect them and usually they don't step away from the police thing so for her to so for her to do that for whatever that means is better than whatever happened with those other officers. Like those other officers were had to like be like forced, like legitimately people had to force the police department to let uh, those officers go. And the thing that really disturbs me the most about this entire process that I want to, you know, put Chris in and get his opinion on is because you know, I agree with what he's saying, with what he's saying, like, you know, maybe if, you know, Dante didn't try to resist and all that, then, you know, the situation wouldn't have went the way it did. But the thing that I have a problem with most people is why can't they say that, yeah, he shouldn't have resisted or ran, but at the same time, why can't they say in the same breath, that Kim Potter was wrong too. They act like she it's was. The they're both. Thing in they're the world both. For them to they're do. both wrong. They're both. In but the, not everybody's saying that situation. though. Of course, it's the it's the media, bro. The left has has their own type of you know narrative, and then the right, you know, the right is always defending the police. The, the right is not always... even saying it either. That's the thing that's like that's bothering that's me the most. The right is always defending the police, and the left is always defending the victim. Right. They never try to take both of them into responsibility. And that's what you have to do. You have to take both of them into account. What led to, to this and to this and to this. Right. And so, look, like the, yeah. that's one of the main reasons that we have like this platform right here is because too many times on both ends, on conservative media and on liberal media, it's too black and white. And that's what I was talking to KJ about. Like even on a conservative train, they can't they can't keep it. They got they got to play to their to their people. But you got to understand in every issue that we ever talk about in life that's dramatic or, you know, has polarizing on both ends, the truth is in the middle, man. So we were talking about how that is an emotional. What I was saying is that that's such an emotional situation, like being stopped by a cop. I've been stopped by a cop just coming back from a party and I wasn't inebriated. I wasn't driving. I was walking. And Me I too. Had to, I, yeah, I had, to, I had to have I had to have a conversation with the officer. And luckily, if I would have freaked, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, on both yeah, ends, if I would have yeah. 
if I had a freak, I'm a big ass, you know, I'm a 6'2", right, 220 kid, they're going to freaking do some shit to me, right? And another thing is, if you ever realize, and I was talking to somebody about this who, who just hadn't had an experience with cops, when that second officer comes in, they always come in like, there's, they don't put anything in context and they just play bully. Whenever there's more than just one cop, with my personal experience as well, if a, if another cop comes in, bro, that other cop is playing bully. And they're going to escalate the situation. It's going to get heated. And if somebody gets heated, you know what they, you know, you know what the cops are trained to do in, in, in case of heated, heated situations, because they don't know. There's plenty they of cases. They're going to try to tackle you and detain you and put you on the ground. Right. That's what and they another, try and to do. And another thing time. is, and another thing is, there's a lot, there's a lot of different ways to detain somebody, right? You don't have to shoot somebody. That should be your last option. Even, even if somebody tried to escape like how he did, you should not have tried to, sh- 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 you know what I'm saying, shot him. You know, this, yeah. you, you have the nightstand, you have the pepper spray, you have the taser, you know what I mean? You have physical force. So the only, the only time that you should shoot somebody is when your own life is in jeopardy or the other, you know, other people's life, of course. That's the only time when, when you should shoot somebody. Not when somebody's run, running away, not when somebody's whatever, but when you feel like your life is threatened and other people around you, your officers or civilians, are that their lives are being threatened, then yes, you know, go ahead and do that. But besides that though, you know, I feel like cops just, just use that gun a lot more freely and then that's not right, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I also will say on to this as well, because I'm always going to give you that, that other, you know, point. Uh, when officers do train, bro, there's plenty of videos of officers just thinking, doing a routine stop, pop, like dead ass. Orlando Castile is a perfect example of the conversation we having because that one case, bro, that out of all the cases I've heard of black unarmed black people being shot by the police, that case has always stuck with me the most because not only did I do the research on it, but watching the entire incident from beginning to end as a man as a man, not even as a black man, but as a human being, that shit, you know, it broke my heart because the guy, Philando was sitting in his front seat, you know, his wife and his child were there and shit, you know? And he he told the officer, he was like, you know, I have a gun on me, but I got a permit or a license for it. He told him where it was. And he said that he was just reaching for the permit. On that video that I watched, not one time did I see Mr. Castile give this officer any like kind of reasoning or any kind of um, you and know, also just, that cop just just like any that kind just of reason that he was me. a threat. And that infuriates me because you you don't look at the fucking context. Like, look, I'm sorry, we might have to put this on Patreon, but you can't look at the context, bro. Man had his family in his car, bro. Like, come on. And then bro. when he shot him, when he shot him which he did, he shot him in his chest or whatever, you know, his wife begging the officer to, you know, get him some medical attention. He refusing to call 911. Then he pointed the gun at the lady and her daughter holding them up hostage when they ain't did a damn thing wrong or none of that. So when that happened, 
I asked one of my buddies, you know, who's very Republican. I went to school with him, middle school and high school. I called him one time when I was in the Walmart parking lot uh, my sophomore year when I was at home working at the Walmart, pushing carts and stuff. So we were talking, we was catching up. And I asked him straight up to his face. After watching that video and watching the evidence and shit, bro, I was like, can you honestly say that he deserved to, you know, die? Like, you know, dude didn't do anything to make it seem like he was a threat. So, you know, what's up with that, basically? I just asked him straight up to give me an honest answer. And you know what he said to me? What'd he say? He said, I don't know, X. He said, I don't know. Meaning he also, was refusing to actually like call it the way that it was seen because he supports the police so much that it's like he can't yeah, even nah. come to say, you know, okay, he messed up. That one officer messed up. A lot and of I also want I really, want you to oh you go, you go, you go. I was just gonna I was just gonna say that a lot of people are really, you know, stuck in their ideologies and beliefs that that even when there's something literally in their face, they they, they refuse to to take it as as what it is because they're so like nope I can't right and that's so small minded and narrow thinking bro and I you know I, and that that's that's where I'm gonna come to on that I was gonna piggyback off I'm gonna piggyback off what you're saying is that ideology is not gonna let you see black and white is it, it I mean it's not gonna let you see gray areas it's not gonna if I if you're if on the left if the left's position is we want to abolish all cops. All cops are bad. You got that situation that happened in Portland where they blocked out these cops, blocked them in to their like police department, and then they bombed them and burned their police department to the ground with people in there, not only just cops. You got that type of ideology on the left, on the right. Yeah. They can't accept that. So that's, that's what the main things in America is, is that you got the media only projecting one ideology that it dehumanizes the other party and it dehumanizes the people that aren't even really right or left. We don't know. We don't know if these cops or these things were right or left or if one was racist or we don't know these people. We see the scenario. We see that thing. Then we're going to dehumanize it. So on the right, they're going to dehumanize the victim, which they shouldn't. And then on the left, they're going to dehumanize all cops based off of a cop's action. One cop's action. There have been so many times over the last couple of years. And, you know, before I say this, I just want to make it known that I'm not trying to bash no one, whether they're publicly known or publicly revered. That's not, that's not my objective. But there's been plenty of times I've seen over the years people like Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens, whenever a situation like this goes on, it's like they can't find it within themselves to say how it really happened from both sides. And they just choose to pick like one side to really be on. It's like what you now, and I were talking wait, about wait, wait. A, couple, a couple days ago, X, because X and I was having this conversation and he... I forgot exactly what it was I asked him or how I worded it, but he said, you know, sometimes she has the ability to kind of like either oversimplify it or um, what's it called? Uh, downplay it. Huh? 
downplay so like 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 downplay um whatever happened yeah charlie kirk the same way like this man just because like this man's going to use um a warrant like basically you know dante wright apparently he had a warrant out on him for um i think allegedly choking a woman potentially and there was a warrant a warrant out for his arrest you know and honestly if that is true then you know obviously that's not something he should have done like i'm pretty sure every logical man with common sense could say it's not right for a man to just domestically abuse another woman for no damn reason you know like that's 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 not cool at all but in the same breath that doesn't mean the man just deserves to be shot either like shot and killed yeah but i i think i think with that one because i didn't even i didn't even understand that aspect to it though but with that being said i mean what what you're putting out is a full case because when and this is where they this is where you're going to get political because you just they have to put politics and everything because that's what they are they're political leaders so they're not going to look at it from uh if you had a regular ass conversation with candace owens she probably would bring in these these things but the fact that originally off jump if the media puts it in the light that this is what the scenario was and it's objectively bad or you know if this is what happened right we see it on the video so we didn't know i didn't know that this man had a see, warrant or whatever the thing is well, I'm, I'm, about I'm, to I'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm my bad my bad yeah yeah <clears throat> that's where it comes to where you're going to be picking over the small details when it's like you're not looking at the grand picture you're 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 legitimately finding these legitimately small things to just ticker over because you want to add your agenda onto a scenario. Does that make sense, yeah. Chris? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like the thing is with with the media is like they'll they'll tell you what happened, but they'll put their own spin on it and they'll tell you what they'll tell you what to believe, right? So there's no coincidence that uh, like the news say the most trusted uh, news network in television, right? Why do you, why do you say why do you think they say that? To have, to have their reassurance to their audience, right? You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? So like somebody who's a liar is always gonna tell you, hey, I'm not lying. Someone who's telling the truth doesn't have to say I'm telling the truth, right? So the media put, you know, puts a spin on it. And I think that, you know, we all can agree. Now, as far as Candace Owens goes, I feel like you have to be careful with with uh, what it is that that she says, because there's a lot of things that she said that she's spot on, you know, right on the dot. So, but there's certain things that she's a little bit often, but the way that she articulates herself, right? The, the way that she explains herself is so well put together that it's hard to, you know, argue with it. You know what I mean? But with Kenneth Owens, she says a lot of truth, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm being careful with the word truth here because truth is, is a, you know, a pretty big, big word, right? You know? Yeah. What it, you know, nobody really knows what's truth and what, you know, whatever. But as far as Candace Owens goes, she's very articulate in how she um, presents her argument. So she's not ignorant at all. She, she It's not like she's like unaware of, of what it is that's going on or whatever. She's very articulate as far as how she explains it. So I think as far as like this, this case and this situation goes, I feel like we're all on the same page and stuff like that. What I do want to talk about is... Um, 
the uh, soldier who got pepper sprayed. I just want to get your thoughts on 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 that situation. Well, oh, for me, the, well, for oh, sorry. Well, personally, when I saw it and I saw it go down the way it did, you know, I was only able to maybe get through a minute to a minute and a half because the more I just kept watching, it's like the more that anger inside of me kind of rose up because just the way I see it. Over the last five years, we had one guy in sports, you know, that everybody hates now, you know. Uh, we had him, you know, trying Ooh. to do uh, Kaepernick. Ka Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Like, when he first started these protests, and, you know, they were peaceful protests at that, too, you know, kneeling during the anthem. You know, I'll just, I'll be, I'll be real, you know. Personally, I would never kneel. And the only reason why I wouldn't is because my grandfather, he served in the Korean War for a very, very long time. And despite the BS he dealt with at that time, being a black man serving in that war, he didn't let it break him and he worked through it, you know? So I wouldn't want to, you know, disrespect him in that way. But that doesn't mean I don't understand what Kaepernick was trying to do at that time. You had so many people calling him out for it shitting all over him telling them it, make, know, it, it makes no sense listen yeah. listen, listen, listen. No sense. he was they were people actually telling this man <clears throat> he's un-american that he doesn't give a damn about the country or none of that but then five years later up to this very point you see a black man in an army uniform actually serving this country not because he has to but because he's choosing to due to his love for it and what happened to him? Like, when that happened to him, I was looking to see, like, you know, people, like, how many people is really going to be outraged? The same people that say they really love America. You know, why they put their hands over their hearts, over the national anthem and the Pledge of Allegiance. The same people that say, you know, respect law enforcement, respect the military, but when that happened, it's like you really didn't see no support or no defense for him from those people. But that's just my opinion. Maybe there were some people that spoke up. I'm not sure. Oh, there, there, there were on a on a conservative on a conservative front. There are a lot of people who were like backing the the man in the military. Also, gotta you also gotta understand, man. For me, when I saw that, was just good old boys. I was like, that just reminded me of like. The South, good old white boys just bullying just because they could bully, just because they got the power, just because they know they can get away with doing unjust shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that happened. Like, and that, that was one of my main things that I was like nervous about being in the South for for a little bit was just like, I know that there is this, you know, this good old boy thing. Like, there are guys who legitimately are, you know, they 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 know that they can take advantage of people and they know that like they can you know what i'm saying they can win out on this scenario so like even with that like you didn't see that this guy this guy didn't step down after that and that's probably that that is can definitely I, oh sorry yeah you go you go my bad see the problem see this is a perfect example of of the media spinning their own thing this situation uh is definitely it's it's a lot it's a lot less grayer than than the last situation so the media did not say the full story about what happened and i and i looked into what happened as far as right. whatever right so 
what basic so this, so there's a couple of things I want, I want to touch on so the first thing i want to first touch on the situation so what basically happened right was that the the military guy either he had a expired license or i mean uh license plate or he didn't have a, a registered one so what the cop did he put the lights on the siren behind him telling him all right pull over he did not pull over for a mile and a half so to the cops mind oh he's running away right so basically in the cop's mind it was like okay he's not stopping this is a chase right he's hiding something we gotta see what's going on so 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 and their heads their 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 radar of something suspicious goes up dramatically if you don't stop so the argument that the that the army guy was trying to say oh i was just trying to pull in into a lit area right well like that doesn't make any sense like you can you can pull over wherever you know what i'm saying i would rather pull over immediately right versus pull over in an lit area because the cop like you have to look at from the cop's perspective too as well so when the cops stopped him at the gas station automatically they they pulled out the guns right i don't i don't yeah. think that i don't think that was a good decision i don't think they they should have done that but at the same time, I understand their, their concerns as far as why is he running away? Why is he not pulling over? Whatever. So when a cop said, all right, put your hands out. He put his hands out in his car. He said, all right, now get out the car. Get out the car. Get out the car. Nothing. He didn't do anything. Get out the car. Get out the car. Nothing. He did not comply at all. So it's like when you a cop, it's like, damn, what am I supposed to do? Drag him out the car? So, so, so they, so they opened the car and I said, yo, get out. He over here like, this, like, like, no, like, like causing a scene. So the cop pepper sprayed him and then, and then that's, and then he eventually got out and stuff like that. So when you see the full story, you can understand why they did what they did. And there was a other, another video from the cops cam talking to the man, like, yo, you know, can I talk to you for like, you know, a little bit. And he was explaining to the uh, army person why he did what he did, right? He was like, look, you see what's going on in the world right now? There's people against you, there's people against me. So so when, when I put my sirens in, that should be an immediate sign for you to pull over, not pull over whenever you want to. That's not how it works, right? Because when you pull over whenever you want to, the, the, their suspicion goes up. So, you know, and the media doesn't like, you know, saying this because it doesn't appeal to their narrative. So with that situation, yeah, it was fucked up. They they shouldn't have came out of the car, guns blazing. But at the same time, what would you do if you was a police officer in that situation? You see that? The I'm, not, I'm not even going to cap. I probably would go out there gun blazing, not going to cap because dude has training and weapons. And if he was really trying to like, <laughs> I'm being serious. If he was actually trying to like, you know, if, if I've been waiting to stop this dude over for like a mile, I see where a it could get. A mile and a half. Yeah, I can see where that can get right. I can see where that could get like that. And that scenario, yeah. it was a non-lethal scenario. And hey, man, like That's I understand. That, so, like, I understand that you might yeah. be scared of the cops, but like, if you're in that yeah, scenario, bro, like, like don't yeah. don't shoot yourself in the foot. You know what I'm saying? You, you're definitely already going to be at a disadvantage. Just know that, depending on where you're at with a cop. So even like even right? black cops, even black cops will act like dicks. You gotta know where you're at in the city. Like if I if I'm in a cool part of the city, I know where I'm at. Like I'm gonna be all right. If I can handle a cop, I can handle a cop. 
But if you're not in a scenario like that, they already have the power over you and that. They already have the jurisdiction to do whatever they need to, to, to pull you over. That I understand that one. Yeah, and, and and the fact that they didn't, you know, discharge that officer or whatever. I mean, I don't like why why would you? You know what I mean? Because it's like like, yeah, you know, he probably shouldn't have pepper spray him or whatever, but like, would you rather drag him by force or pepper spray him and then you know, you know what I mean? So it's like like I, I don't necessarily see it's, it's it's the police officer's fault in this particular situation because he didn't obey the uh, officer and he was you know he was just trying to you know you know what I mean like he was trying to do stuff on, on his own terms which is you know not the way that you're supposed to go about especially that particular situation so I got yeah, one, I mean I got one question for you after this after after you go KJ I got one question Actually, I got two questions for you, KJ. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. we go, we go. Yeah, that'd be straight. Like, I mean, I can, I get what, you know, Chris is saying because it does make sense. But, you know, I'm also looking at why he was willing to drive that extra, you know, mile and a half to get into the gas station. I mean, I know I can't speak for him. And I also know that I can't read what's in his mind either because you know it's hard to do that for anybody in any situation but you know I'm gonna go out on a limb just this one time just one time I'm gonna go out on a limb not a skinny one either but uh you know maybe he did go that extra mile and a half because you know he thought potentially something could have happened to him which is an assumption that can't fully be trusted but you know, maybe he wanted to make sure he was around people just in case, you know, something bad had happened, which, you know, something did happen, but thankfully, but thankfully, you know, it didn't cost him his life. He's still alive. Exactly. And the cop, got, the cop, oh. the cop even told him, I'm going to just, just one yeah, last you got, you got, you got The cop actually told him, he was like, if you would have pulled over, like, like you were so scared, like, like you were so scared to begin with. But if you would have pulled over when when I you know put my lights on, none of this would have ever happened. So you put so you put yourself in in, in the situation by assuming, like oh you know I'm scared for my life this and that. So it's like you kind of fucked just you know you you, you, you shot kind of yourself in the foot. Exactly. But yeah, I'm done. I got I got to use the bathroom real quick though, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute my mic. Okay. So, KJ, I got a question for you because this has been a question that has been going through my mind, I guess, for like the last year, I guess now. What yeah. is your thoughts on, and I mean, like, so I'm going to keep this objective. I mean, we both date white women. I would say that out loud, you know, no big deal. Um, <laughs> what is your thoughts on white people, I guess, trying to, um, I feel like they, they, their hearts are in the right place. But mm-hmm. in a way, I feel like as if they are trying to speak for uh, minorities, especially black people. Um, honestly, I feel like sometimes, you know, it's hard to actually, you know, be OK with that. And the reason why I say it is because, you know, not all white people are actually trying to, you know, help with this whole inclusion and diversity thing. The majority of them, I think, are sometimes doing this to not only make themselves feel good, but they're also doing it for their own their own reasons, 
their own profit potentially. And that's a slap in the face, not to just black people, but also to every to single person, <laughs> to every single person in the United States, because this is the reason why we are where we are. It's always someone out there trying to profit off of other people's fucking pain for their own selfish motives instead of trying to really fix what the problem is along with you know other white people that are trying to downplay it and being like you know we don't have this kind of issue or none of that like there was actually a guy you know from my high school I went to high school with he retweeted something that uh I think a Republican said or whatever and you know I didn't know how to really feel about it in that instance I mean obviously I don't talk to him I haven't spoken to the dude in years really but uh he was saying he was saying you know we don't have like a systematic racism issue we have a victimization issue this was said right around the protest for George Floyd starting like it was said around that time last year you know and I'm just like why like why would you take it to that level KJ, but that's, 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 that's exactly where I'm, where I'm coming from is on that end. When people come out, like there's a book called White Fragility. Legitimately what yeah. it talks about is that, oh, us white people, we, we essentially cre- created everything and we need to stop being less white so that we can make black people feel better or, because we're acting racist. No, you're not racist just because you're white you're already putting yourself at a superiority complex if you're talking about us. Legitimately think about this. When motherfuckers say people of color, do you not think that that is a target brand version of colored people? Nobody ever thinks about this, but it's the white liberal who actually tries to speak up for freaking minorities. And that's what ends up freaking always effing things up because black people, whoever, whatever don't ever actually have to have their own real voice really heard and even if they are heard they end up being motherfuckers that get paid up like that like that person like that woman whatever who's the head of black lives matter she legitimately took all that money to go get her a nice ass mansion where she gonna have private security but for the whole freaking 2020 she's talking about all cops are bad get cops out of the bad neighborhoods blah 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 who are you she don't even to? live there she don't even live in that shit so she got the balls to talk about it and profit off of it like the other day um candace owens actually said on her twitter that brianna taylor's mother came out and called out black lives matter she called him out because you know apparently there was something that just didn't smell right in the wind about the whole issue because when at any time, yeah, anytime I think about those kinds of people that really, really suffered and lost their life, you know, and there was people out here just talking about it, but not actually really doing anything, not really bringing no action, like, or anything in that instance. It kind of, um, it just rubs me the wrong way when it's black people that are trying to use other black people's tragedies to either profit of, off of it or just use it for the wrong reasons instead of helping us. It's celebrity clout culture just to like over like 
like it always just like just to like people were tweeting and doing those black photos just for a trend they didn't care and then they want to act like they care but really you're just what you're basically saying to me is you think as me as a black person that i can't fend for myself against you know what i'm saying the opposition right against what we all have to go against but you're saying oh yeah well we're gonna help you guys we're gonna we're gonna then they then they over they overdo themselves you know that racist person that over like has to like like they're very inclusive and I gotta have an Asian. I gotta have a black. I gotta have a Hispanic. I gotta have all these people so I can. Or the one food. motherfucker that always comes out and says, "I got plenty of black friends." That that motherfucker. That's the worst person to be around. That's somebody that God forgive me for saying this, but that's somebody I would probably spit directly in their face and tell them to never say that shit again. Damn, it's just completely, bro. You got to think about it. You got to think about it, though. Please. Yeah, it's a bad excuse, but I want to spit That's on bad. Like that. Yeah, no, bad, we, not gonna, we ain't going to dehumanize it. But look, here's, like, here's what the thing is. Another thing on this end is, like, come on, man. Like, I have a hard time connecting with a celebrity, even a basketball player, even a football player. Dude, I got a regular day-to-day struggles. Even as a student, I had day-to-day struggles. Man, you are living, you getting paid like all this bread and you talking about you want change and all this, but you getting paid. You ain't doing nothing about it. You just saying stuff. You just talking. You just talking just to make yourself be heard and to try to feel good so you can sleep better at night. But at the end of the day, none of that shit is going to matter unless you take some of that money out of your paycheck and you really do something with it. Like maybe create you know, schools or create, uh, do, do fundraisers, donate to organizations, donate to education, maybe, you know, that's maybe why, that's if why athletes I'm, did more of those things, then perhaps the world would be a lot better. Also, I, I think it's like this, man, to be honest, it's like, just like how I believe corporations should have responsibilities for the people, you know what I'm saying? Because number one, they make billions of dollars off of us. So we always come at the rich and blah, blah, blah. But no, the corporations themselves have enough resources to give back to the community. But that's a whole nother subject. When it comes down to Black Lives Matter, we find out later on that 95% of that money that was donated to Black Lives Matter, that was donated to, to these funds for, you know, after the George Floyd protest, just went to, yeah. went to Act Blue, which is legitimately a democratically fund, uh, you know, fundraising thing. And now we're surprised that Joe Biden had the most money raised when legitimately he was taking the pool out of the Black Lives Matter campaign. So it's like, yeah. so it's really just like we getting played and like there's white people who were putting in money. You know, you could have given money to an actual black organization that actually has real change that really can produce real change in their community. But guess what? They don't do that because it's not the trend. And it's not even in the black community. It's in every community. Like, you know what? What was the Jewish community? Yeah, I mean, they keep the money with them. They and 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 so does like the Asian community. So does all that. But I'm saying, like, I would even say this: the Stop Asian Hate thing that's going on right now. If that turned into an organization, they'd make sure that that money went to something that would impact their community today, right? People who would donate. That money would go to them. That's why you're seeing corporations just staying, saying that so that they could get bread. 
instead of the if they actually had an organization that was ran by like Asian Americans, they would keep their money in there. The thing is, is that you got these ideologues, like these people who really think that they're like on to something because they have a new thought process, blah, 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 hitting up Black Lives Matter. They then they get funded by just politicians who just want votes. That's what it came down to. Like legitimately, we we like the black black people legitimately got Joe Biden in office and they funded Black Lives Matter. Like they got all their funding through Black Lives Matter. And are they gonna ever like come to black people and try to help us out? No, they're just gonna wait. They're gonna they're gonna build up all these cases that we've seen already in 2021. We're gonna see in 2022, 2023, 2024. And they're going to go through a whole nother race bait campaign to make black people even more mad and, and feel some type of way. So the that's, what, that so that, me, that's yeah, where it's yeah, just like, so sorry, that's where it's just so infuriating. And then we don't listen to our history. Don't learn from our history. This is a classic divide and conquer scheme. They want us to be separated by race, gender, whatever now, religion, like you, you can't. We're no longer living in. Uh, we're living in a cultural war in America. It's going to be two different cultures that are going to be clashing at it, and it's going to be whether or not you want to be identified truly as someone who supposed to uphold the values of America, which is inclusivity, which is fucking. You know what I'm saying? All that thing, or are you going to yeah. be so pressed on both ends? You're going to be loony, and then those are going to be the people that are going to be speaking for most of the majority. But the majority of the people are too afraid to speak up for it. It's, and then the other thing that, you know, bothers me, too, about these things is, is that, you know, we are supposed to have people in Congress that's supposed to help bring us together. But most of the time, those <laughs> that people was, That's a good Congress, one, KJ. That's, that's why that's why I'm trying to get to. You're supposed to have these people that are supposed to help and bring some positive change to all this, but they not. And you know, a perfect example of this earlier today, I was, you know, I've been keeping up with the whole George Floyd trial. Today they did their deliberating uh, arguments, well, their closing arguments. They did their closing arguments. And then I see a comment from Congresswoman Maxine Waters. And she's saying, you know, um, that if there isn't a guilty verdict put out, then, you know, she's basically encouraging people to, you know, like get more physical with, with everybody else. And I'm just Tripping. like, yo, Tripping, what, bro. What, what is what is that going to do? Because, you know, people have already been riding and doing a bunch of other shit since last year and stuff when all this stuff did happen but you know burning down things you know fighting with the police more fighting with anybody really more over this issue it ain't gonna do shit except you know what that is cause that more is, pain you know what that is kj that's a bait right there she's baiting black people to to make action in case that this verdict does not go the way that people want it to go so that we that can, they uh, should so that, burn more shit down. That's it, that they more. should burn. Yeah, right. And then, then they'll take another civil liberty away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, then the they'll, Santa, find a, the they'll find another reason that to law just into effect today. Yeah. So I mean, hey. like, so so it's like, do you want to really <laughs> listen to, to to? Do you really want to listen to someone who's really going to do that? 
Also, Maxine Waters gets on my nerves because she acts like she's somebody's auntie and stuff like that. When really all you do, bro, you know how much bread she has, bro? Like, and you know, Probably it's million. not even... And it's not even like bread that like she got organically. It's bread she got by being an official and getting inside scoops on stocks to invest in and stuff like that. Like that's how they you probably that's don't how, even use that shit to help black people. Oh, not at all. You, you want to go let a, let a black person go over to her house and hang out for a day? She'd be freaking out, bro. And that's not her family member. Dead ass. So it's like it's fucked yeah. up. And then, but then you. Like, legitimately, you have a huge demographic of people who will rock with that that message, and they'll be like, she hit the head right on that nail. And the same thing happened, <laughs> on, the conser- right, like, the same thing happened on the conservative side, but what conservatives learned, they were like, look, man, opposite of uh, what happened on January 6th, them, them dudes, they were like, all right, well, we're not going to break down our, what you call it, we're not going to take down our, uh, you know, our neighborhoods, our communities. If we're going to be upset, we're just going to be upset. Black people yeah, should I'm learn. Gonna... Hey, black people should learn what happened on January 6th. If you really that upset, if you really oh, are God, that upset, take it to the people who Take it to the people who really need to own up their, their shit. The people who are really yeah, I say, I wanna say this. up there. I want to say this. There is extremists on both sides, right? So with the Black Lives Matter movement, when uh, when it came to, to the rioting and all this and that, a lot of them were one, Antifa, and a lot of them were two, were actually a part of Black Lives Matter movement, but it wasn't the majority of them, right? Majority of them are peaceful. Majority of them, I want to say, peaceful or, you know, protest, you know, we need to end this, you know, this is not the way, da, da, da. You can make the same yeah. argument. You can make the same argument for for what happened at the Capitol too, as well. I would say one third or one fourth of of the people who actually went to protest at the Capitol went inside the the building, right? And the majority of them were telling them, "Hey, what are you doing? Stop! 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 You're 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 ruining everything. You know you're you know you know don't do that. You know it's gonna make us look bad." But they didn't give a fuck because they felt empowered by what Trump said, right? And the only, fr- and like, I- honestly, you can take it for whatever he said, but what he says partic- particular that, you know, they, you know, that 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 the media use against uh, them is he said this, go take your country back. And that phrase is is set for interpretation. Cause if, I, if I'm an extremist, take my country back, say less, you know, let me, let me, you know, let me literally take my country back. Then you have the majority of people who are like, all right, yeah, yeah, let's go protest. Let's take it back together peacefully, right? So you can make the same argument for both sides because both sides have extremists, but the media doesn't really paint it that way. They they like to put people, majority of people in a box and don't and don't try to, you know, you know, decipher what it is, you know, the actual situation is. And as far as you know, Black Lives Matter movement and the representation, I do believe that if if your group is called Black Lives Matter, your representation, so people who represent you should be Black, right? You had Malcolm X back in the day, you know, Martin Luther King, right? You know, these people were were with the movement and they were Black, right? They had a leader, they had somebody to like, okay, this is what we stand for, and you know he's representing us. They don't really have no clear representation, I would say, as far as their ideas, because it's like 
you ask somebody, what do y'all want really? Right, yeah, somebody who's in the Black Lives Matter uh, organization, what do y'all want? You know, y'all want reparations, y'all want more equality, you know, like, like what is it specifically y'all want? And, it, and there's not enough transparency uh, uh, when it comes to that. You feel me? So, yeah. So the second question I have for you, KJ, and for you as well, Chris, what are some of the things we're going to change it up? Of? We're going to change it up for a bit. We're still going to be talking about some more cultural things, but what is some of your advice that you would give to young men today? Mm. Well, you can go first. Well, you know, for a lot of young men in the world, you know, the main things I would tell them from my own experiences is, first of all, don't expect nobody to give you shit, okay? Like, you know, if you if you are able-bodied and you're not disabled and none of your injuries or any injuries whatsoever are hindering you from working to have a better future and a better life for yourself, then, you know, you need to go out there and really work for it. Don't expect your parents or the government to come save your ass because nine times out of 10, neither side is probably going to be able to do that depending on what other circumstances are going on in the world. Secondly, you know, I would tell them to make sure that they have, you know, a good degree of respect for the people that they live around in their own community. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say, you know, to just let someone walk over you. Like if someone just walks up to you and they call you a bitch to their face, to your face or some shit, you know, I'm not just saying like, okay, turn the other cheek, walk away and all that. But, you know, defend yourself verbally, not physically. Like don't, don't engage until, you know, that person is trying to physically harm you because that's why you see a lot of people dead and you see a lot of shootings because everyone wants to always fight or always shoot first to prove a point that they can't be messed with. If you know who you really are inside your soul as a man, then you ain't got a fucking thing to prove to nobody. That's what's up. I would say those are really good points. So I would say Regarding the the topic and like you know related to what we're talking about, I would um, say I mean like just straight up like it don't even have to be related to. Well, I'm just saying like men in general. What, what, what is some advice we could be? Man, I would say, bro, like for one, um, don't be so narrow in your uh, belief system, right? Be be open minded you know, look at other perspectives, you know, don't be so dogmatic in, in your system beliefs, right? But all at the same time, also be true to yourself. That does not mean that you should be open to whatever. And then you, you know, I feel like as a man, you have to have a foundational core values that, that you value as a man. But, you know, and a lot of, and there's a lot of things that, that go into it, like integrity, respect you know um you know being mindful of, of of other people for sure and you know in this day and age man i would say it's t- it, right it's, it's real tough because we can make the argument that you know oh there's a agenda out trying to you know demasculate men or whatever which might be true but at the same time it's like man you got to be more uh let's say open to your 
be open to 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 have those conversations, right? Be open to understand why this person thinking like this, right? Because the main problem we have in America today is nobody want to listen to to nobody. Nobody want to have a conversation. Nobody want to have a debate anymore. It's this is what I say, and if you disagree with me, that's a trigger or a trigger warning or trigger whatever. I don't even know what the hell that even means. Like like you know what I mean? Like fuck a trigger. Like like say. Right. So I feel like when we do have these type of conversations, you should put your emotions to the side. Right. Don't, don't do not bring your emotions into the conversation or else you're going to start interrupting people, getting loud and, and all and all of this, you know, is, you know, bubbles into stuff. And I feel like when you have these certain discussions, um, you should definitely be, be, be open minded to what uh, the person has to say whether you disagree or, or, or agree. Right. So, yeah, I think without a doubt for me, I would say is just know your worth. Like I feel like a lot of times nowadays, uh, guys kind of just go with the flow. They kind of figure out where they are in life and they, they, they don't hold themselves up to a standard. So try your best to hold yourself up to a standard, know your worth and really like, what the back backpacking off what both of you guys were saying is essentially just like you know like being open to other ideas learning being uh, kind to one another uh and really just being able to analyze situations i mean just like what we just did and and have discussions and you may disagree on certain things but i think it's important that we are able to uh you know still be bros right like I think that's one thing that guys have over girls. Girls feel very slighted emotionally in certain aspects, but we can, we can, you know what I'm saying? We can shoot the shit and make fun of each other at, in some aspects and still be cool with each other. So I think that that's, that's important to keep that. Uh, I don't know if you call that a skill or whatever intact, like understand that, you know, but if somebody is actually slighting you, like if they're not, as long as they're not being like, you know, they're joking with you in like, you know, in a pal way or a bro way, or even in a checking way, I've, you know, I checked some of my friends as a joke, like, but I just like, kind of like, you know, there's a, into the joke, there's some hint, hint of uh, truth. So I think that that's very important. And the reason why I was asking you guys what your, your, your thing is, or what your advice to young men is, has to do with, uh, what just occurred about two weeks ago with Jordan Peterson. So Jordan Peterson is a professor from the University of Toronto. One of his main things is that he's against ideology and because he, he understands that ideology can lead to, you know, uh, what happened in uh, Soviet Union, like the start of the Soviet Union, also uh, the rise of the Nazi party. Uh, ideology at some point, at some point, ideology, uh, it's grand and it has some good ideas, but it pushes if you if you let things come by. Right. If you let if you let this slide, then it's OK. You know, nobody's really going to see anything. If it keeps going, though, there's an ideology that keeps pushing. And I think this ideology that is being pushed now is really just simple divided conquer i don't think that america has ever been you know united in a way 
I think uh, us black people, we know, you know, black people, we know that we, you know, we helped and Hispanic and Native Americans helped build America to what it is today. I feel like uh, minorities feel like they get the credit for building that. You know what I'm saying? And on the other side, I mean, yes, you still got like, you know, uh, you know, the Anglo-Saxon, whatever, whatever you say, the white community. You got the people who came in after all of that. Right. That helped build America as well. We, we got to start looking at it like that. Because when because when you start breaking it down, when it, and I, I'm getting back to the Jordan Peterson thing. I'm sorry. When you start breaking it down and you got to understand it, like, you know, slaves did build America. Right. You got to understand Native Americans did build America. You got to understand the Hispanics really did build America. Right. You got to you got to understand that is this a melting pot. And even though people were slighted in the past, I, I also don't think under people understand how quick that was within 50 years of America being established. Because a lot of people think that we were established in 1776 because, you know, we won the, uh, you know, we won the independent, like the independence war, right? The war of independence. Uh, Britain actually went back to the UK and came back and attacked us in 1810. That's what the war of 1810 was. That lasted two years. So we really didn't really get to start establishing America till 1812. By 1862, 50 years past that, Reconstruction started. And then when Reconstruction started, then you got uh, the, the founding of the KKK. So we we did actually, we were able to uh, kick that, we were able to kick slavery out of America within the first 50 years of starting it. But then, you know, people got upset about that. And do you not understand, I want to do some, I want to work on a documentary about the Reconstruction just because people don't understand, bro. You had Black senators, you had Black congressmen. You had black businessmen that were going to be equivalent to like if they would have stayed in power, they would have been equivalent to like who JFK or not JFK uh, Rockefeller is today. You understand that? But KKK, you know, they were not having that. I mean, even think about Black Wall Street. That was in the eight, that was in the 1912s. But I'm getting carried away. I'm talking about that. But we got to stay away from ideology because if we don't stay away from ideology, we're never going to be able to come together. It's almost as if uh believing in one believing in one side now is almost a religion like you can't you know what right. i'm saying you can't you you can't agree on this you can agree on police brutality but you got to accept this as well well i don't want to I, I i don't accept that i don't accept this aspect of, of all of this right on the right oh well you got to accept uh you know what i'm saying you got to accept this but you also got to accept that. It's like, I don't want to accept that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to stay away from that. So that's what Jordan Peterson or, uh, has always talked about. And he's also talked about uh, men finding their value and understanding that, you know, men have to be responsible for what we do, right? Like, we have to be responsible of our actions and we have to find value in whatever we love to do. So right. the reason why I'm bringing that up is because this guy who is this ideology guy, like who really th talks about like, you know, um, I mean, he's supposed to be like for black people, but I don't know. I don't really know if he really is or not. I can't really speak to him, but Marvel let him uh, author a comic book. I'm sorry, I was being very long-winded, but uh, Marvel let him author a Captain America comic book. And they compared Jordan Peterson, who's legitimately this, this guy from Toronto that preaches this, to the Red Skull. They made him the Red Skull. Crazy. The, the Red Skull mm. is a super 
is a super Hitler. That's legitimately what the Red Skull is. <laughs> Pretty much. Right? Like, yeah. he's, like, he's like Hitler, but just painted red. And he was just saying, oh, the 10 rules of life. Because the Jordan Peterson's book is called The 12 Rules of Life. So he was legitimately comparing this guy just because he didn't believe in whatever, like, just because he didn't believe in one thing that he believed in, right? That this dude's a Nazi. We got to talk about this. Because it started with Black people. What do you got? What is your thoughts on character assassinations? That's my final question for you. Mm. Character assassination. So, um, when it comes to certain like that, uh, something like that, well, we have to understand uh, businesses and in, in, in corporations, right? So, um, since they are businesses, they have the ability to, to say what they want, do what they want, and and all this and that. Which is true, right? You know, by my business, my, you know, my guidelines, my, you know, my decisions and stuff like that, right? That aspect, they are correct. The problem, though, the problem that arises is when the corporation, business, whatever, is too big, is too big to the point to where they influence people at a mass scale, right? They, they influence it, people on a mass scale that's able to influence elections, right? Uh, you know, information, you know, they, you know, they, they get to determine what is facts and what is not facts, right? So the coronavirus, oh, this is misinformation, we're going to block this, oh, this is whatever, uh, you know, this is what you should believe, and this is what whatever, right? So when, when, when you're that big of a company, I feel like you should not have an opinion, you should be unbiased as possible. If you're that big, like Amazon, Facebook, Google, Instagram, Snapchat, all that, right? And they don't do that, right? So when it comes to Marvel, you know, Marvel, DC, whatever, you know, me, me, me being a little kid or me being whoever is reading it, you know, sometimes, well, majority of people, I think it just blows over their heads. But some people actually like, wait a minute, isn't this, you know, Jordan Peterson, wait a minute, isn't this? So, so I feel like there should be a social responsibility to the uh, uh, businesses, companies to put those certain incentives to like, whose idea was to even do that, right? I feel like that guy should be fired for even to put in his own ide ideology in the comics. So like, it might not necessarily be Marvel's idea, but it's the writer that they hired that did that and they approved it. That's the issue, right? And so, it, wasn't, it wasn't only that, what they also added on to that was that like, Oh well, men taking responsibility for for their actions and essentially like Jordan Peterson's ideology, even though he doesn't have an ideology, but like his 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 advice to young men, oh, that's giving them enough power to to want to take over the world and like that's essentially the whole thing where like the Red Skull empowers men to kill every, like you know what I'm saying to be menace to society when that's actually what we should be preaching more of because a lot of men are not held accountable for their actions. Right. right. So when I was talking about character assassinations, one of the first things that I thought about, like I've been thinking about this for probably a year now was Michael Jackson, bro. Michael, Michael Jackson is a probably a clear cut case. Now that I'm starting to hear more and more about, you know, what uh, people had on him, like the, the information, they had nothing on him, bro. You know, they never, they, they tried to look for it. They like try to look through his computer for, you know, CP, never found it. They tried to look for, you know, they tried to look for crazy things to incriminate him. 
And all they could do is get just testimony of kids who had already said Michael didn't do anything. But the media cracked on him and called him a pedophile up until his death. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So it started with black people, man. The media started taking out black people that way, like by calling us names. I mean, R. Kelly's definitely is one, but freaking yeah. MJ was not, right? But for yeah. years, years. I mean, people still think that. I mean, even, bro, even one of like- He was low-key sus, though. Even, even though his, he probably ain't do it, he was low-key sus. Think even about it. One, he is, no, no cap. But even think about this, bro. You got it. You've been interviewed and you've had a friend in Oprah for years, right? Then you die. Then some kids make some documentary that ends up, you find out later on that they really just did that for, for gain, for monetary gain, because the Michael Jackson estate would not give them any money because they had no proof. And number one, you know what I'm saying? They didn't even, the, number one, they testified in the beginning. The only reason why they even came back is because their parents wanted money. Their father wanted money. When you look at the, when you look at cases like that, and we, he was called pedophile to the rest of his life, probably even up till now, there's still millions of people who think that. But he had a friend in Oprah, who legitimately interviewed him. Like he's he had plenty of interviews with her. She legitimately made money off of his off of his accusations. Nine years after he died, like mm. like. And and we 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 see it when it comes to here, but then like it's this thing called like the hangman theory. You know what I'm saying? The hangman theory is okay, uh it's based off of this little story where this hangman came into town and he just hung this little this homeless man that nobody cared for. So they let him hang that homeless man. Then he just the next few days, days after days, he just hanging people. And they don't have any real problem with it until it ends up being someone that they know, right? Yeah. So that's what was happening. That that even happened with some of our, our more more powerful. Think of people who legitimately in Black history who have uh, who have legitimately made change and how their character has been assassinated. That's the same thing with Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson stays out of politics, man, but they they sure as hell want to put him in a political thing. Sure he does talk to... about politics, though. He yeah, does because talk about he, he only talks about politics when it's brought up to, to him. So then he has to actually break it down in an educational thing. And it's like, bro, by the time you're done listening to this man, he's no longer talking about that. He's talking about it, it, he breaks it down on an academic level. He's not coming from a right or left. He doesn't yeah, yeah, have exactly, yeah. right. He doesn't. They the media wants to politicize that so that they can frame him in that that mindset. So they have been calling him white supremacists or what even had what they said on flagrant too they said that he was a gateway drug to white supremacy it's not a, just because he's white does not make him freaking a gateway to white supremacy he doesn't even preach that so it's like what like i don't know when it comes to the, the stuff like that it's already happened in the black community we've seen it countless times bro countless times it's starting to happen in mainstream things and when people are actually starting to make sense of things, like legitimately all he was doing, all of his ideologies is legitimately based on giving men and women self-worth, understanding that, you know, like you gotta, like the real world is the real world. Like you're not gonna, the real world is not does not care if you have this or you have that. Like the real world is still gonna beat your ass, man. So like- Always will. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's like I don't see where the correlation of him being Hitler is or him even being political until they ask him the question. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. Like, I hate to cut out on y'all short, but I need to go check whatever and see if uh, the gym at the Boys and Girls Club is open. Oh, my bad, bro. So I can go hoop. Because normally, normally I would, like, go hoop on JU campus, but they've been saying that for the past week and a half, you know, campus security been sitting by there to clear it out in case, you know, you're not an athlete that, you know, can actually use the gym and stuff. So, Man. you know, I'm just- They might have make two, bro. They might Yeah, wait till they make that new court, bro. them new courts, man. It's almost done too. Really? Best believe, best believe. Oh, we'll yeah. That one. Shout out J.U. on that end. That, dude, that, that thing's almost done, bro. That's that's insane. Bro, so hopefully I'm later on- that outside ever again on that campus, ever. Hey, that's where I strap, man, them double rim. <laughs> Bro, I hate using them double rims. I'm and never we used to be balling, though. We were, but, but, hey, like, I prefer to be in the gym now because I play better yeah. in the gym. Obviously, I play better in the gym than outside. No, I feel that, bro. bro. Just, just having the ball and just bouncing it on, on the floor, bro. It's bro, another feel. That, that feeling is like, damn, bro. That's nothing compared to fucking outside, like. I, I don't I don't I don't have no bounce back. You know, I, I feel something when when I'm in the gym and I bounce it. All right, bet. You know, I hear I hear that shit. You feel me? I was so trying to throw that y'all. Yeah. What you what you want to say to the people later on, man? You you're leaving out. So what you want to say to people? Shoot, I just really want to let everybody know, man, that number one, it's never too late to really do something that's important to your life. You know, like you can you still got all the time in the world to make your dreams possible and, you know, do things that is going to make things better for you. And lastly, you know, don't let another motherfucker tell you what you can't do either. Because nine times out of ten, the only reason they saying that shit is because they ain't got the power to change their own life and they just want you to be in the same position they in because they're okay with it. But not a lot of us are gonna settle for anything. So, at the end of the day, can't can't do shit like that, bro. You gotta you gotta go out there and get what's yours by any means. Facts. Thank you, KJ. <laughs> all right, y'all. I'm gonna catch y'all later. All right. All right. We gonna see you, brody. All right, my boy. Peace. Right, so, what what were you saying, Chris? Mm. I was just gonna. I was just gonna uh, just come up with like a different topic because I was. I was thinking about something. Yeah, what were you uh, thinking? Yeah, so um, about about the shootings, right? You know, I want. I want to get your thoughts on like, you know, why? You know, why is this occurring like a lot more? You know, what's going on? What should we do about it? You know, because I. You know, I told you before we even started this podcast. I was in the clubhouse and we were discussing it. And I thought it was a pretty good topic. You know. Like, you know, why, first of all, why is this happening? You know, and, and what can we do about it? And, you know, so they were bringing a lot of, uh, you know, pro-gun, anti-gun type of conversation. So I just want to, you know, get your take on it, man. Really? Uh, when it comes down to that, dude, I still want to, at some point, I still, still want to study constitutional law. But you know, I'm a constitutionalist when it comes to that, man. Um, I do believe that, you know, if you 
I, I think if you have post-traumatic stress disorder coming out of the military, if you have, you know, some sort of like, you know, mental issue, maybe having a gun is not the best option. Um, I think you should have personal responsibility, though. And I definitely do think that the reasoning behind being able to, you know, carry isn't necessarily for personal, right, for personal, you know what I'm saying, safety or whatever. It's also in case of tyrannical government. And now that I'm thinking about it, not even just a tyrannical government, I think it's also in case of invasion, bro. That's one of the main reasons why a lot of people won't come and invade America. It's because we have guns. I mean, who will bait anybody anymore? You know? No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying the reason why other countries would not invade us is because oh, yeah. we're armed, bro. Like, could you imagine if the military, country... yeah, yeah. We have the biggest military for sure. Oh no, not 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 even not even anymore. Like honestly, like I mean, China has a bigger bigger navy than us. Like so many other have different. Yeah, but our like our military is is way higher than China's. Like oh yeah, China's getting there, but like we are the number one military power in the whole world, bro. I'll say United States, and I would say China and Russia are right there between them two. But we, we, you know, we still the, uh, you know, top dog, you know. So. You know, I, I agree. But I, the main thing is legitimately, like, you already see uh, certain liberties being taken away. And it's happened slowly. It happened in, it happened in Nazi Germany, dude. So it's like people are not, people are really, we're talking about this again, acting on emotion. Well, you're definitely going to have mass shootings. I mean, that, that's kind of now like a thing. Sadly, that happened after, uh, you know, it's coming up uh, tomorrow. It's the anniversary of Columbine, right? Uh, I was just watching uh, an interview on that. And the ideology that these guys were preaching, their whole reasoning behind doing that mass shooting is because they wanted more mass shooting to happen. And that has to that has to deal with you're, you're talking about people who are legitimately like have an ideology have a belief about things, have a different uh, perspective on life that they only see negative, that they do killing someone, you know what I'm saying, is not a big deal to them. So that's what you're dealing with. You're legitimately dealing with people who are psychopathic. Um, I know people don't really like to talk about it, but I definitely do think that there's something spiritually wrong with you um, if that's what you really want to do, if you want to go murder, um, you know, multiple people. Um, you definitely have an issue. You should have a gun, but guess what? You still gonna have those. Those motherfuckers are still gonna be able to get guns. So, so then how do you it, fix that? So how do you fix that issue? You you can't, bro. You got the black market, bro. You you will always have guns. It's gonna be a matter of fact of who's gonna where the guns I mean, are gonna be in hands. I'm, I'm, yeah, you're right. But I felt like there has to be a solution, though. Like like, what no. do you think? No, no, no. Because like, legitimately, so like, let me let me tell you, Crizo. Right now, I can go buy me an AR for four hundred dollars. All I gotta do is go to Cleveland. Yeah, just just like I'm, just like uh, someone would go to cop weed. No, you're right. That's a that's an issue for sure. Right, you're right. So you you're not gonna get the guns out. You would hope that people take personal responsibility and are responsible with their weapons. I wouldn't but if new- this is but if this is increasing, if the numbers of mass shootings are increasing, right? If taking away if taking away the guns are not is not the issue uh, it's not the answer. 
what is the answer? Right. Was, you're I'm trying about, to get the answer out of Right, you. right. But you're talking it, about, it doesn't, it doesn't, wait, no, listen, listen, listen. You're talking about an increase and people keep bringing that up, acting like niggas were not in fucking a lockdown for all of last year. That, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I know, I know. What I'm saying is, is that if, if limiting the uh, amount of guns is not the answer, what do you, in your, in your opinion, should we do? You know, that, you know, I'm trying to, you know what I mean? Like, like if you was in charge, what would you do? You know, what would your course of action be? Well, I legitimately would not do what President Biden just did. Because legitimately, then you, you're legitimately just starting another fire for no reason. What did he do again? I didn't, I didn't really, I know he did something, but. A controlled, uh, we want to put, a, it's an executive order. So who even knows if that's ever going to be executed, but it's essentially just like, we're going to put your name on a, on a list and we're essentially going to like, we're going to put you on a registrar. Regist- registrar is legitimately the first thing that they did in Nazi Germany, just so that they know where the weapons were so that when they were ready to seize the weapons, they seized the weapons from those people. And then they made sure no Jewish people had the weapons because they knew that that's who they were going to get rid of. How would that even solve the problem? Like, all right, well, no. all right, we're gonna, yeah, we're but gonna like, figure out who got all the guns. All right, now we're gonna be good. That's but, the thing. Like, too many people are scared yeah. of weapons. Too many people have a false mis, you know, understanding of weapons that they can only see that. Like, and, and they can't even like, like it kind of amazes me that my friends who like back in the day would order a fake ID off the black market. It's acting like you can't just get a gun off the black market, right? Like that, you're not changing anything. What the main thing that you're doing is when when you say I want to put you on a registrar, you got people who are gonna freak out, right? And yeah, yeah, a lot of people want to have you know a, a lot of people want to be private and and not have the government know oh that I have a gun. You know what I mean? Like right. the purpose, you know, like, like you might have a gun just in case of a of a apocalyptic civil war type of situation. You know what I mean? And the government, the government's like, all right, we're gonna need two more tanks for this house. Cause he got some, some good. And then I think, <laughs> all right, we're good, we're good. So I think another thing is, is that like, essentially like, no, I, I agree with what you're saying, but it's just like, you're making it too messy, man. Legitimately, it is what it is at this point. Seriously, like, what what can you do to stop mass you know shooting? You could try to help others, right? You could try to help. You know what I would do? What would you do? Well, uh, I'm sorry. Finish your. No, point. no, no. You go. You go. So, <coughs> my bad. Hold on. So, I feel like you 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 um bring a good point about <coughs> dang. You bring a good point about the black market, right? So even if you do try to ban guns, people are still going to find a way to get their hands on weapons, right? So think about this. Most of the criminals who have guns are not registered, right? Then they have them illegally. So would you take away would you take away certain guns from people who have the guns legally, right? That are registered and had background checks? and all versus you know not doing anything right so with that it's it's a billion dollar industry right so what i would do i would put more restrictions on who can get the guns right and i feel like one thing that we do as as a society 
that we don't take into account is mental health, right? We don't take mental health at all, right? And just like how you were saying about the quarantine, you know, suicide rates has went up. Depression is, I think, skyrocketed. Uh, you know, uh, taking pills, you know, uh, you know, pharmaceutical drugs skyrocketed, right? So uh, since since COVID, we've we've seen uh, uh, how people reacted as as a whole because of the lockdown, right? And and you can you know you can make the argument, yeah, well, you know, mass shootings happened way before COVID, isn't that? Which is true, right? So I don't I want to blame it all on COVID and what happened with COVID, but I do want to say that the type of society that 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 we live is making people a lot more stressed, a lot more, you know, like like for an example, social media, you know, your nine to five job, you know, schools, you know, there's no like incentives for no mental health programs, right? You know, and the school don't, it doesn't even have to be a program. That could just be regular education, right? But that's not in, but that's not in the education system, right? The, mo the most we have is school counselors, um, therapists, you know, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. And then, all right, you know, you know, all right, you know, good luck, everybody, right? Good luck in your job, look up, you know, good luck on social media. You know, they give us the, the technology, right, which is good, but they don't tell us, all right, this might have, you know, like, like this. These might are the ramifications happened. of it. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. You, you feel me? They, you know, so, but sometimes, like, like, you can't really blame them because they might not know necessarily the effects of it themselves, right? But <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, is that if I was in charge, for for uh i would make mandatory right mandatory you know background checks of course uh you know if i was if gonna say to that though that that's already thing and like legitimately yeah, like I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah so so mandatory background checks uh if you're a criminal then you can never ever have a gun if you was previously in jail uh so uh mandatory training so 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 you can't just go buy a gun and then all right buy no like if you buy a gun you got you have to have the the uh, training mandatory and um i was gonna say something else mandatory training and i feel like uh this should be like an annual or a five-year thing where it's like they test you cognitively and they test you mentally to see where your headspace is at right to see that because like People can be perfectly fine getting a gun what one year and then four years later, you know, you know, life happens and you decide, fuck it, I'm gonna kill everybody in my school. Right? It could be, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you can buy a gun, have your background check, be good, everything. But if they're not, I feel like they should have some kind of therapy, you know, therapist type gun, uh, gun uh, expert. So that they can see, you know, they can run tests, and if they don't pass a certain test, they gotta take it further. It's like, all right, we're gonna have to ask you a few more questions, right? Because mental health is such an important thing that we don't take serious in in, in our society, bro. And that's just and and that's just sad, bro. You know, social media make people feel like you know they're not good enough, and like you know they they second guess themselves, and they see all these successful people, and they think it can't happen to them. You know, and 
you know, and school, you know, it teaches you to be an employee, not a, you know, entrepreneur, you know, it teaches, you know, it, it teaches you co a cookie cutter type information. It doesn't teach you, teaches you about mental health, finance, in particular finance, right? How, why is it that until I go to school, my teacher teaches me about finance in college when I'm like already a junior or already a sophomore, right? You should be telling me that in high school, you know, even middle school, right? How to open an account, how to do this, how to do this, right? You know, just like giving the information out there, learning about credit, you know, not saying you want to go for, you know, if you want to have credit, to don't get credit, whatever. This is the information, right? But they don't have that, right? And it's, it's the system itself, bro. And, and all the things that like we're, we're seeing with society, bro, society, you know, everything is due to this current system that we have, bro. So I feel like, I feel like we're, we're moving, I feel like we're moving as a collective into something better. Like I know right now it's, it seems crazy and everything, but I feel like more people are starting to like wake up. And I'm not talking about woke, that high mainstream music. I'm talking about woke as it originally was talking was about. It, was it was woke. intended, yeah. Exactly. The awakening of the people to understand that, like, bro, like, the one of the main things that gets on my nerves that people don't understand that people are really just people, bro. People have the same type of issues that you have just because they look a different color, just because they have a different belief, just because they have a different gender, just because they believe this or that. Like, people still are people. And I, and too many times, and that's one of our main goals here, you know, for what's out is, to make sure that we're not dehumanizing others. We could be upset, you know what I'm saying? We could want better, but we don't want to dehumanize anybody. And when it comes down to that, I agree with you on the mental health aspect. Um, I want to say, I do want to say it on, on the aspect of an, another element that people are not, you know, considering is you can mod a gun. So if you know, if you want to get rid of you know an AR, uh, you know, name a Remington, name a freaking you know gun brand, they're gonna find a mod that's gonna you're essentially still gonna have an AR. It'll be out of a you know a pistol, but you gotta put an addition onto it and add that to it and add this and that. So like, that's just an illusion. Like legitimately, like, um. When it comes down to certain certain aspects like that, like you can still find a way to, you know, be strapped and still have your, you know, bearings in, in, in order. Um, and I do agree with the training. I mean, I, I believe that training, for the most part, I know if you're, uh, if you have concealed carry, you definitely have to go through training. The constructor um, have to know that if you're able to even capable of even having a gun. Cause you can buy a gun and then all right good luck no 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 you get a gun and we see if you can know how to shoot it if you don't know how to shoot it we can give you courses we you know we have these courses you know we have these programs to, to show you how to use a gun how to you know ethically use a gun right you, you gotta clean to you gotta work. clean a gun clean you know, it everything. i went i went shooting in january it was my first time really going shooting and I enjoyed it. I understood the the sporting aspect of it. I understood the fun aspect of it because it's like, man, dude, this is a powerful ass thing. And I also realized another thing is that there's just certain some people uh, just don't need to have guns. 
So we were shooting with a bunch of responsible gun owners, but myself, I know of friends who, who are just too willy nilly in their own. I'm not even coming at them type shit. Right. But I know how they, how they can be missed. You know what I'm saying? Like motherfucker who dropped their phone. I mean, you would the mentality. Yes. Right. The mentality. Yes. If you don't treat it with the seriousness of what it really is, that this is something that could end someone's life. Those are bro. Those instructors would would explain to you how serious having this is, you know? So, I mean, yeah, and that was a wonderful thing. I want to shout out to my boy, Chris, you know, one of the other guys, not you, Chris, the other guy from uh, what's out and, and our homeboy, John, like they, they're responsible gun owners. And they, they legitimately showed me the ropes and how to be responsible with carrying it, even just, you know, putting it back up, right? Like, mistakes can still happen on that end. I know my dad cleans his guns and stuff like that. Like, mistakes can happen on that end. It's about having respect for such a deadly weapon, if that makes sense. And one thing I want to say, too, is that <clears throat> we should treat it similar to, like, how we treat a car, right? The process of getting the car. Right. So before you even buy a car, you have to have a license to drive the car. Right. And what do you what do you have to do when you get the license? You have to take a written exam. You have to take a driving exam. You have to take certain courses. You have to take certain classes. Right. So all that goes in to see how responsible are you and if you know what you're doing to go in the street and drive the car. Right we should treat guns the same way, if not more than a car, right? Because I know the number one deaths, of course, is, is uh, car accidents, but weapons are still like a big problem in America, right? You have, you know, gang gangs and all, you know, you know, all types of shit, you know? So if we treat it like how we get a license before we get a, a similar to like how we get a car, so like, you know, written exam, you know, testing it, you know, like a certain class, you know, to see if you're actually capable of having a gun and, and all of that versus just, just buying it and here's my license and good luck. You feel yeah, me? I, so I, I, and I agree with that as well. I think one of the main things is though, and I think the issue where it comes down to is like, why are the responsible gun owners being punished for some outliers? Because truthfully, if you look at it from a grand scale, we're one of the only countries that has open carry. We have 300 million people in this, in this country, right? You're going to have situations like that, bro. I, I, you, you, you know, you, you know, you've had people in your class that you like, Hey man, if that had a gun and he was mad enough, he was spray. Like, seriously, that's what we need to be working on. But people don't want to be talking about that. Seriously, like no, nobody want to talk about that. Like, so that's where it gets like you know frustrating for people who are responsible gun owners because look, we are we're responsible with our guns, right? Like, we don't do reckless ish with it. We go out and shoot every once in a while. We might enter a competition, right? We might go hunting. We might do things like that with it. And then we're gonna be to blame. And then you got people who follow this ideology, like it's a religion, like I said. You are a Nazi for having a gun and blah, 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 blah. And they stayed on the high horse. And it, like I got friends who are like posting it on social media, like just to look cool. It's like, you don't, 
you're looking at this like it's kind of annoying to some extent because it's like you're not looking at this from a truthfully objective motive you're only looking at it to have your to have your you know what i'm saying to have your political thing you know what i'm saying like complete like it's annoying dude so that i mean yeah. you know nothing nothing more pisses off some uh you know someone uh who has that ideology with than a black man who 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 you know stands up for gun rights like this guy who's on joe rogan this week had dudes mad but it's like that dude's a constitutional lawyer right and part of the constitutional law is to have is to, the right to so you can have or have not but if you're in a situation i mean people don't i mean people don't put that they don't put a lot of that into frame so i agree with 100 percent what you're saying um i do think a little bit i will and i will get your opinion on it when it comes down to training we got to find out a, a cost a cost preventative way you know because the idea of the second amendment is to allow even the lowest class of people to to have the right to you know bear arms uh yeah so i would just say like similar to a car right if you know do you want a uh, a thirty thousand dollar car or you're gonna get a five thousand dollar car you know in in the cost of getting a license you know it could be similar maybe even less than a car than than a driver's license right so right. you know i don't like i don't know how much i paid for my my driver's license course or whatever i think since it was in high school part of it was free i think the online the, the stuff that i had to do online i had to pay some amount i don't remember but you know similar to a gun right so it could probably they'd be definitely be less but you know they're gonna have you know they're gonna have to you know charge something for a license you know so so yeah so and even if like him I, I don't want to say like if if you're poor why should you even try to get a gun because you don't know what type of situation people are in of course but at the same time though like you should really focus on like getting a job or, or you know focus on getting your money right if if you that if you really can't afford having a gun and having a you know license or whatever but yeah, so like, I you know get the license that could be like a couple hundred dollars, right? You know, three hundred, four hundred, you know, just, you know for the training, the class, basically the whole class itself, right? Like four hundred dollars, right? That's not that bad. And then after you get decide which which gun you want to get, right? Oh, pistol, okay, five five thousand, okay, this, okay, you know. So I feel like it should be like that, right? So. Word word word. Well, hey man, we, we on that last, we on that last raw. How you feeling about you know everything? What what are your thoughts? Uh, want to talk about sports? What you want to do? Oh, I really want to talk about the DMX. What happened with Let's DMX? Talk about him, yeah. Oh, DMX and Lil Nas X. Okay. I don't I don't think we talked about him, but you know. We'll we'll, we'll throw it in the last the five minutes. We give him five minutes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Great marketing scheme. As a Christian, now you don't play around with shit like that. That's some weird shit. <laughs> that's 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 my hey, that's my that's my viewpoint on that, bro. You, there's a guy I saw who bought it. One of my friends is like, "Oh yeah, I'll buy it." No, nah, my one friend bought that. 
or I, not my one friend. This my one friend was talking about getting it, but this one guy bought it on YouTube. He threw it away the next day. It was just bad energy. One time I was in Puerto I Rico. Bet. One time I was in Puerto Rico, I got this thing, and I we found out later on it was cursed. I had the worst night of sleep in my life, bro. It was scary as fuck. So, like, don't play around with, uh, you know, dark energy unless, hey, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But, I mean, you're talking about you got to shoot, I got human blood in it. and Come on, man. Like, you could do anything else with your life. You got good. You can make good music. Why even go this whole route? And then for, <laughs> and then for him to be like, Y'all don't know my now he's like, y'all don't know my life. I actually have a girlfriend. I'm not gay. Like, y'all don't even know who I really am. And it's like, so then I mean, you you ask for this, right? You ask for this attention. And when people are gonna give you the attention that you want, right? Now you're gonna fold. That's some hey, that's some, you know, that's some punk move. Yeah, well, it's like what you expect, bro. Like, like you getting mad, like. Oh, I'm thinking about it all, like all this and that. But bro, like, why? How you think people gonna react to it, bro? You got human blood in it. What do you mean, bro? Like, bro, you got human blood in the shoes. You thought that was gonna be cool, like, and, yeah, and was- people rock with it, I guess. Hey, Nike want that money from the mugs because Nike mad because like, don't put my hey, like, don't put my stuff into that, like. <laughs> Yeah, so the way I see it is like this. It's like a similar. It's like a similar situation with the corporations, right? So the corporations have the freedom to do what they want to do, to post, you know, whatever they want to do, right? As long as follow the guidelines with the, with with the government and all this and that, they can censor who they want to censor, right? So similar to an artist, an artist has freedom of like freedom of expression right you know i'm an artist i can you know decide whatever you know whatever i want to do who cares if it's like this this is me i'm the artist you know i have artistic freedom this and that but similar to the corporation you're so big that you influence elections you you will influence people's ideologies you you, you will influence what, what what people believe is true or not same, same, yeah, I, similar to it. Well, well, let me finish yeah. real quick. S- same thing with the artists, right? So you spread, you you spreading all of this to the youth, right? So uh, the music video, right? You going down uh, uh, from heaven, going down a, a stripper pole down to hell, and you twerking on Satan. Like what? What? Like, I, like they're not even hiding it any anymore, you know. And and that and, that's and what I was gonna. I was gonna add that on to you. I, I wasn't even gonna like interrupt you, but like, they had those notifications. The kids who signed up, like who liked Lil Nas X, like they had this, like you know, like uh, you know, oh text me, you know what I'm saying? Like back in the day with Old Time Road, all those kids got that notification for that video and for those shoes to drop. So it's like. So is that is that what is that the message you want to sh- you want to send the kids? Is that really you know what I'm saying? So yes, bro. Like, like, and, and you don't even have to be Christian or whatever. Like, you know that this is bad. You know, this, like, you don't even have to be religious like that. You know that this is the devil, really. Like, you know, think about what the devil stands for, right? You know, think about the devil as his history and how it is, right? All throughout every religion they have this dark entity satan whatever type of you know um thing right inherently evil 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and it's like, you're spreading this to the youth and, and they're thinking like, this is okay. You feel me? And what type of thing that they put, you know, and you have to think about this, how it affects them when they're young and how they carry that into adulthood, right? And they, you know, and they practice whatever Satanist practice or whatever. But oh, I'm saying it because it's like, it's like, oh, like, like the artist, the artist be saying, oh, it's not me, it's the parents, right? You know, you know, check your parents, you know, don't check the artist, check your parents. You can't say that shit. That, no, that, no, bro. The sometimes parents, the parents are more, influ- or sometimes the artists are more influential than the parents, to be honest. That too. And sometimes the parents, bro, they can't control everything the child sees, bro. Sometimes parents be busy with work and, and can only do so much That's what when I'm it saying, comes right? to what the child sees, bro. Especially when they're like, and like, like, er, like late elementary, early middle school, that's when they're most, uh, in, like, like influenced. You feel me? So it's like the parents, bro, like, like, unless they're like a strict parent and they, and they seen every bit of every video that their child is seeing, but most parents are not doing that. So as an artist, you have to have that social conscious responsibility. Like, yeah, I get it. You know, freedom, you, you know, you're an artist, you're free to do what you want to do. Same thing like the corporation. You have a responsibility to keep the peace. You know, businesses do not keep the peace. They, 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 they sh- sh- share light on one ideology and they completely, you know, put, put the other one in the shadows. Majority rules. So you get the majority of the profit, right? Yeah, bro. Same thing as the artist, bro. Like, well, like, I remember Tupac said a famous said it, uh, saying one day. He said, don't just bobby your head to the beat. Listen to what they're saying in their lyrics, mm-hmm. right? And in this case, look what they're, like, like just look, you know, just... Just put it in there, right? You don't Visually. even have to look at the lyrics anymore. <laughs> it's some crazy-ish. And then for, for DMX, man, rest in peace, DMX. Oh, shoot. Damn, battery. We're good. Whoa, that boy transitioned. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, bro, rest in peace, DMX, bro. That's that's sad, bro. He's been uh been going through that drug drug problem for for, for years. Yeah, bro. For almost his whole career, bro. And it's and it's sad, bro, because it's like like the hip hop community, bro. Like I love it, bro. But it's just like, damn. Can somebody say something about 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 these drugs, bro? You feel me, bro? It's like we always saying R.I.P. 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 But never saying R.I.P. We gotta fix this or R.I.P. You know, the reason why I don't do that, bro, because there's no like money. The so the market the market for for talking about drugs and the music is so big, bro. Kids mm-hmm. eat it up. If they eat it up, future. You know, of the lean. Molly, all this and that, bro. Like, Lil Bibby talked about a Juice World hanging out with him the week that he died, and it was like, I was trying Juice to tell World him to slow example. down, right? I was trying to ask him to slow down on, you know, you know, and taking drugs, and dude, you know, died that Sunday. Damn, some crazy. That's some crazy stuff, man. Yeah, bro. So I feel like, bro, like. I'm, it's, it's, it's like it, the the problems, bro, is, is is way deeper than just politics, bro. It's like a whole bunch of shit, bro. You know, it's a, it's a cultural war. 
I mean, that's what we change culture, culture, spiritual, <laughs> everything. So exactly. So I like, I like, I like that. I like that picture behind you, though. JFK. Sparking a blunt. Is he really? Yeah. No way. <laughs> I'm dead. Well, hey, it's been real, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, shout out to KJ for coming on, man. He came on last minute, so shout out to that guy. Um, Chris, yeah, anything you want to say? Probably next time people will see you, probably might be a graduated man, most likely. But we'll try to we'll try to hit you up in two weeks. I feel like the two week schedules. Will will run better than you know us trying to do it every week and then not doing it right. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. Word. Well, it's been X. So what, Chris? Up. He's out. Peace. Hey, I'm about to just stop recording.